This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club. Because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hello, this is Hey Dude Shoes. This is an ad, but not for your ears, for your feet. Are they listening? Good. Hey Dude Shoes are the squishiest, airiest, lightest go-to shoes you'll ever have the pleasure of introducing your toes to. So light, a butterfly could steal them. So soft, kittens seethe with jealousy. So cushy, your hands will curse your feet for all the love and attention. Toes, you've hit the jackpot of comfy. Hey Dude, good to go to. With the new Chevy Silverado, you might be driving in this. But with the Silverado's redesigned interior and large infotainment screens, it'll feel more like this. Introducing the new 2022 Chevy Silverado. Find new upgrades. Find new roads. Chevrolet. Good afternoon, welcome to Cottage Talk Full Time. This is Emilio Dinello outside Craven Cottage celebrating Fulham's third consecutive victory and third consecutive clean sheet. Today I have my co-host Craig Coben with me here outside Craven Cottage. Craig, well... Hi Emilio, what a fantastic victory for Fulham. Um, it was a game that reminded me a lot of the, of the championship. We played Slavisa ball for 80, 85 minutes, maintaining possession, gradually grinding them down scoring a brilliant goal and then holding on for dear life at the end absolutely it just it's you know effectively we were even debating whether we should be doing a full-time commentary post-match reflection because for the first 70 minutes there was very little quality there you know a lot of huffing and puffing a lot of schoolboy errors cardiff being very dogged in defense but it needed a bit of brilliance to win that game and that's exactly what we saw today so i'm going to fast forward 70 minutes into the game to talk about babble's goal well, Babel's goal was set up by a good run by, by Christian, just a superb finish by Babel. I think, though, I think you're being a little bit unfair on the okay. team. I do, so. We dominated possession. We had 75% of possession um, in the game, so up until that point, probably even more. Um, I thought we were setting the tempo. I thought our finishing was a little bit profligate. Uh, Mitro mm-hmm. missed a few golden opportunities. 
Um, we tried walking the ball in a couple mm. of times, but I always thought we were the better of the teams. And Babel's goal really was, gave us a deserved lead. Then, for the you know the last 10, 15 minutes, mm. we were hanging on for dear life. Yeah, you know, from what I saw first, you know, before Babel's goal, you know, there was a bit of huffing and puffing from our from our boys. Joe Bryan, probably the wrong person in the penalty area when he was, you know, maybe wanted an extra touch there to score. Uh, Mitrovic didn't have his shooting boots in the second half. First first time he had a good instinctive shot, which uh, Neil Dethridge made a good save. But other than that, Mitrovic looked a bit off colour at times. Looked a little bit rusty up front. So, uh, to be honest, I didn't think Fulham were ever going to score from open play in, in, you know, until in, unless there was a bit of inspiration. And Babel showed that today. You know, he looked very lively throughout the game. I think along the, the left side we sh- mm. we had a, a lot of um, we had a lot of opportunities. I think I thought actually Brian played pretty well. Yes. He attacked down the left side, put in some good crosses, made some good attacks, and he also had Babel on that side because whether it was a four three three or four two three one you mm. can debate, but Babel was effectively uh, on the left side supporting uh, with the support of Brian. I thought we tended to to get a lot of joy on that side. I I I also think that Chambers. And Anguissa held the midfield together fairly well. I thought Chambers in particular looked pretty committed mm. to the game. I was surprised how passive Cardiff were. Mm. Up until our goal, I don't think Cardiff had a shot on goal. Very I'm good even, point. I think no. they only had one shot off goal. And they, yet they ended the game with eight shots on goal. And what that tells you is that Sergio Rico really <laughs> saved this game for us. Absolutely. Think about it. That was Fulham desperate to stay in the Premier League playing away from home against a team already relegated, you know, why didn't Cardiff come straight out trying to attack the game? Because they sat back until looking for that opportunity, that that, that set piece. Their moments didn't come. They, they, I thought they defended quite well against Fulham, but it needed a moment of brilliance. Fulham scored a goal and Cardiff were a set, another team for the last 20 minutes. And to your point, Rico did save Fulham's, Fulham's blushes today, but... We made it difficult for ourselves. Look, Cardiff reminds me a little bit of the Millwall game last season. Very direct. Every time they had a free kick, you felt they had a chance mm. to score. They, they cause us a lot of problems with their with their height, with their strength, with their physicality. Um, but they didn't show very much else throughout the game. Uh, at times, I thought they didn't look like a team fighting to stay up. It was only until Fulham had taken the lead that Cardiff showed some fight. Yeah, and, that, and that's true. And again, like you said, it's, it was attack after attack. And I said, they hit the bar. Rika made, I think, four or five crucial saves. Did, was there one literally off the line? I'm not sure if that was from Rika or from one of the players. But again, on another day, Cardiff will be disappointed that they maybe didn't come away with a point. But, but what it shows you, though, is that Cardiff actually lacks the quality mm, to stay, stay in the up, Premiership. Yeah. And they could sustain it for the, the whole 90 minutes. And moreover, I do think that um, it, that kind of style gets you promoted from the championship. It doesn't keep you in the premiership. Mm, yeah, that's true. That's a very good point. And up to the point of Fulham's goal, just wanted to reflect. There's a few of us in the, in the round where I sit. We're all maybe asking for Scott Parker to make a substitute, make a change because we were we were being creative we were holding the ball passing it nicely high high rate of possession but lacked maybe a bit of cutting edge would you have made a change do you think Scott Parker should have made a change or was he right not to make the change in there and then ultimately we scored that goal hard, hard to say but who on the bench would have unlocked mm. the game Floyd Aite maybe mm. Cabano probably not and the rest of the players were there mo- mostly for defensive purposes so in theory I agree with you we, we probably could have used a sub but in practice, 
uh, I don't think we have the talent, the depth on the bench mm-hmm. to have uh, really made much of a difference. Okay, good point there as well. And ultimately, obviously, let's talk about Dennis's injury in the first half. You know, what did you see there? Well, it, it was it was frightening, wasn't it? Mm. Because it, it looked to me that he was knocked out before he hit the ground because he didn't break his fall mm. and hit the ground. He he at some point quickly got up, and so we thought he was okay. Mm. But then. When he slumped back down to the ground and they brought the neck brace and the oxygen tank, it was it was extremely worrying. It still is worrying. I, mm. I've been looking on on Twitter to see if there was any update on on him. It it, it definitely took a, a lot of the atmosphere and the joy out of the game, um, especially in the first half because it, it's just a shocking and worrying sight to see. It was an accident. As near mm. as I can tell, it was Maxime de Marchand who mm. inadvertently. Um, kicked the door in, in the head. Head, yes. Um, I thought I thought it was a little bit sluggish, Le Marchand. So I, I thought the ball got away from him. The wind probably didn't help the cause. Dennis Adoy went in, you know, with all you know, all intended purposes to, to head that ball clear. Marchand could have been a little bit less casual. And, you, and there was a moment I don't know if you saw it when mm. about eight minutes when he was being stretched off. Rico went over to Le Marchand, you know, held him together. You know, hugged him, someone said, pat him on the back, and having a little private conversation. I think Lomachon felt an element of guilt and concern that the, maybe his lack of awareness, maybe maybe being a little bit casual, caused an injury. Look, we see injuries in football, mm. but this was very serious. Yes. We had they added nine minutes on to the first half, mm. and I can't recall the last time I've seen <laughs> an injury this serious or, or mm. such a long uh, um, a stoppage time. Um, as, at the cottage, mm. um, it, and it, especially because it was in the head, it, it was a matter of concern. Mm. Um, and uh, I guess all of us will be looking to to for the updates from the club to see yeah. how he's doing. Absolutely, and I also want to commend the Cardiff striker who, who immediately saw called for help on the from the touchline. Yeah. He you could see that he's, it was pretty serious at the moment. So, fingers crossed, everything's okay with Dennis Adoy, and hopefully uh, the club will keep us informed of his current his status in in hospital. Um, so, looking back on the game, obviously another another clean sheet. Another win. What other positives did you did you did you take from the game today, Craig? I just thought we were playing Slavisa ball with the possession, mm. with the the calmness. We were able to break their press fairly easily. We were able to pass through them, maintain the ball. We we, we what we always tended to do was to play in triangles, um, keeping players close together. We look good and we look mm. comfortable for mm. most of the game playing that style. Um, I also thought that the atmosphere in the ground, the atmosphere even on the pitch, felt very positive. Mm. We are a team that is already condemned to relegation, and yet you could see the players wanted to win it. In some ways, I mm. thought they and we wanted to win the games more than the Cardiff yeah, players. That's, that's very true. Fans. Very true. Were there any negatives there in terms of performances? Maybe Ryan Sessegnon. I'm just calling that out. I thought he had a fairly quiet game wasn't yeah really Ryan Sessegnon wasn't that sharp um, I still think uh, Maxime Le Marchand mm. is, is not as strong enough uh, as a centre back and I did think Ryan uh, uh, I, I did think Christie on the right back had a pretty mixed game although mm. he did set up the goal <laughs> I thought that he was a liability at, at various points throughout the game so it was a little bit of a mixed bag of performance I guess the other point to make is that you, we, I really felt we were hanging on by the end. Mm. Um, we couldn't really close out the game. And that reminds me of some of the more worrisome aspects of mm. the previous two seasons uh, mm. in the championship. And I think what this highlighted to me is, you know, in times of need and when we're not necessarily playing at our prettiest, we won a, we maybe could argue one ugly towards the end because we did hang on for dear life. And on another day, we, we should have conceded, kind of should have got at least a point, if not more, from that last 20 minutes. But we hung on. 
you know, we deserve, maybe we, you could des- we deserve the, the, the win purely just for our fight and attitude and pride. Trying to, we still can catch uh, Cardiff now. They've got two games left, as do we. I think we're six points behind, so it's doable. That would be great. And, <laughs> and maybe if we can win our next two games, and if either Brighton or Cardiff is docked points for um, <laughs> financial or other irregularity or some other misconduct, then maybe we can be promoted. Um, we can all dream. Uh, and I'm not implying, by the way, that there has been any but Dreams too can, can come true, though. Dreams can come true. But uh, on a serious note, it's, it's good to see the team playing this well. What it tells you also is that when the pressure is a little bit off us, mm. we actually have a good team. It was the defensive errors that really undid mm. the season. And what do you think, obviously, did the wind play its part today? Because the wind, has, you know, for those at the game today, would have known that there's very strong winds here in the UK and in London today. So do you think that played havoc on the game, on the quality of what we saw out there? It certainly there were a couple of strange moments because of the of the wind. Um, I don't know whether it had an effect, but it certainly meant that playing the ball on the ground was probably the right thing to do. Okay. And final thoughts. Who was your man of the match today? I was going to say Ryan Babel, <laughs> but I have to say Sergio Rico. Um, the saves he made at the end were, were critical, critical, and uh, I, I don't think we should take them for granted. That's, that's fair. I think uh, Babel looked, like I said, looked the liveliness at the point he scored the goal. I think he deserved that goal, but ultimately uh, Sergio Rico did keep keep following in the game and, and got us ultimately the win. So, uh, so obviously another win. We can take that confidence over to Wolverhampton Wanderers next weekend, who have gone a little bit off the ball recently, but. Wolves are a quality club. They've got a lot of Iberian talent, mm. and they're backed by uh, Chinese money. They, they're <laughs> a very well-organized team. Um, well, we'll see how we do. Okay, Craig, thank you very much for sharing your thoughts straight after the game. So just to remind everyone who's listening, that neither of us have had the, the benefit of video replays. All we're doing is commenting on what we've seen at the, at the ground. We're literally a minute away from Craven Cottage. So uh, thanks for sharing your thoughts on the game today, Craig. Thank you, Emilio. And we'll hope to see you back on Cottage Talk soon. So before I write, this is Emilio Dinner at Cottage Talk, presenting full-time with Craig Coburn. Thanks for listening. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute and all to play for at the end of the match. All your mates are around. You've got your McDougat share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? I know I'm in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.